Now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Apparently the music started. <laughs> Hello, people. I don't know about you, but this music... It just makes me, you know, it kind of makes my day. It's so upbeat. Whoever it was that designed it or made it, they did good. Yeah, they did. All right, so what we're going to do today, first of all, is welcome you to Bible News Radio. Today is our Wednesday midweek Bible study. We're currently in the book of 1 Peter. Yeah, we are. Chapter 2. And so what you can do is you can actually go get your Bible. Like, it's right here. Wait, hold on. I can't pick it up. It's like, here's my Bible. Ouch, right here. Ouch. Pickleball hand. <laughs> it's like, here's my Bible. Yeah, it is. Just open it up here to 1 Peter chapter 2 and get it out. Okay, look. You know, I know that there's a lot of people out there who are like, the Bible is so hard to understand. Yeah, it is. It's probably one of the most boringest books I've ever read in my whole entire life. It's so stupid. You know, I don't even know why you people believe in the fairy tales that are in the Bible. To which I laugh. I go, really now? I actually had an atheist tell me once that, that all this stuff about the Bible, and I actually asked him, I said, have you actually read the Bible yourself? And with boldness and clarity of mind, they actually said, nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> it made me laugh. So I was like, but you spoke with such confidence about how horrible the Bible is. <laughs> it made me laugh. Because because they were so confident that it was so horrible, but they had never read it. And I'm like, how's that happen? Okay, so... You're telling me who's read the Bible for, I don't know, 36 years, almost on a daily basis, what's in it, but you've never read it. <laughs> That's why I laugh, because I'm like, okay, I don't know. For me, when I read the Bible, I forget that the book is a couple thousand years old, just saying, because it's so alive and pertinent for my life today. Um, and the contents of the book completely changed my life. I mean, it did. It, it made me a new creature in Christ, you know? And I don't know about you, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is about the woman who, and I know I've shared this before, if you've listened to me for, for any length of time, then you've already heard this a million times, but, you know, one of my favorite stories is is the story of the woman who anoints Jesus with oil and and then she wipes his feet with her tears and her hair and and then the disciples they're like hey you know don't you think that all that oil that costs so much money you know she could have given sold that and given it to the poor and Jesus's response was you know what the poor you're always going to have with you but what she did for me will be you know, she will be remembered whenever the gospel is preached in the whole world because of what she did. She basically chose the better thing. Mary and Martha, are you one of those? You know, and yet the, the Lord rebuked, uh, he, he rebuked the disciple because that disciple cared more about the money than her worshiping him. And I have to tell you, people, that we are in this stage in life where where there is a battle. I mean, you can't serve God and money. And it's interesting because when Jesus said that, you cannot serve God and money. He meant it, right? And what's the biggest conflict that we that we really have, really? I mean, if you're, if you're honest, it's like, well, money or God, money or God. What do we do with our money? Do we use it for God? Do we use it for, you know, our flesh or whatever? Interesting thing. 
do we spend more money on entertainment than we do on pursuing our discipleship and growing in Christ? Do we? Most people do. I'll just, just be honest about it. And yet, the better thing that Jesus notices, the Bible says that God, um, that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. And so God sees our hearts and he understands our struggle. He addresses all of it in God's word. And so today we're pushing aside, as Janet Parshall would say, we're pushing aside the headlines of the day. And we're going to look at the headline in scripture. And we're going to talk about how we are not ashamed of the gospel. Are we people? No, we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. Because it's the power of God. Yeah, it is for salvation. And uh, my Bible study professor, scholar today is my husband, Bareface. Pastor Bareface, known to most of you here. I'm <clears throat> student. The only I, thing I profess is that I'm a sinner saved by grace and uh, yep, and, and a reluctant disciple amen. of well, Yeshua. So let's say hi to some people first, and then we'll go ahead and we'll jump in. You know, I decided, you know, when I was kind of convicted a couple of months ago when we decided to do this because I was like, you know... This is Bible News Radio, and even though, you know, the the sensational headlines get more people to come in, you know what, part of what we do, you guys, is we disciple, and that's really what we're about. I mean, at the core of who Bible News Radio is, we care about building up disciples, building disciples. That's why our, our Facebook group is called Daily Disciples. If you're not in there, uh, then you can go there. Okay, so let me say hi to some people that I see following us, and Nair is there, who I actually had a really sweet conversation with the other day on Instagram. Mia, superhero paramedic. Uh, Sean, second favorite Sean I know. Uh, Melanie, our number one super fan. Diane, uh, who is always here faithfully listening to us and supporting the show. And Doug, I think, are you new, Doug? <laughs> Do I know Doug? Do I know you, Doug? Just curious. All right, and I know that there's some other people. I don't know if anybody is over on YouTube. Do you have any of those stats or on Twitch or anything? But, of course, we can't forget you people. People. Uh, you're sporadic. Okay, yeah. Well, that's okay, yeah. Doug. Hey, I'm glad you're here. Um, yeah. Um, Christian Genie lives for God is over there on YouTube. And there are All right, Genie. at least five others watching over there that have not identified themselves. Ah, look at that. Hey, six people on YouTube. You and... guys are stepping up our YouTube game. I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, by the way, just say hi. You know, we, we don't, you know, you can hate us if you want. Just say, hey, 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 hi, I hate you. And then I'll know uh, who Rick you are. Berman. Who? Rick? Oh, Rick. Hi, Rick. Nice to see you. Well, see, how's that? See, how many of you, if you did a home Bible study, you'd be thrilled if five people came or three people came? <laughs> I would. I'd be like super happy. I'd be happy if two people came if it was an actual in-house Bible study. So we get all hung up on numbers, right? So hey, you know what? You know what this tells me? Daily disciples. Jesus had 12, right? Actually 11 if you take him out of the equation. No, he had 12. He had 12. Yeah, he did. So he had 12. <laughs> he actually had more than that, but in the beginning it was 12. 12, well, 12 apostles. Yes, he 12. Okay. And later 11. Right. Well, anyway, the point is that he didn't have well. that many, and and he was happy with it. He wasn't like all about, hey, you know, I wish I had more here, you know. So the fact that all of you guys are taken out of your day to spend some time with Randall and me, that sounds so weird to say that. Me and Bareface. <laughs> I appreciate it. I just want to say thank you because it means a lot to me. So... Um, and it means lots of bareface too, because bareface is a man of God's word. If I'm if I've ever met a man of God's word, when I met bareface, I I met bareface at church actually. It got I took a wrong turn on the therapy. I was like, or was it a right turn? It was literally a right turn. I took a right turn on the Chapman Avenue. <laughs> True. And instead of a left one, and next thing you know, there I am meeting Randall. So, all right, good. Hey, Nair, I'm so glad that you're there. Nair is one of our younger viewers, and I love her because she's awesome. She's, I know she always like, I look younger than I am. <laughs> she's got a great testimony, though. You guys should follow her on uh, Instagram. Go ahead. And, put up and your great zeal for the Lord and the gospel. Yeah, she does. Well, her testimony is very cool. I asked her to be on the show, but she's not ready yet to be on. 
But someday you will be. Don't worry. I'm watching you, kiddo. Yeah, I am. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, once we last left off, uh, let's see here. We were in First Peter chapter 2, people. Okay, wait. Did I just mess? Okay, no, that was you. All right. So, I'm going to open up my actual Bible. Hard to believe, huh? <laughs> uh, the book that people love to fear. Uh, and we're just going to, I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to begin in verse, in the, in the first uh, verse, and, and then, um, we're going to pick up where we left off. Do you remember where that was, Randall? Uh, no, I know that we had, (laughs) I know that we had. I had it written down. I lost my paper. I know that we had discussed a little bit verse four and five. Okay. And we're kind of in the middle of that, and, um. Oh yes, okay. Now I yeah, remember. If, I think it if, was... if we if we pick up at verse six, I think we'll be good. Yes. Okay. Awesome. All right. So, Bearface, you want to open us in prayer? Sure. But first, I want to. Okay. I just get us it. situated here to where. Um. Okay, and the... as you guys know, if you have a question or yeah. a comment, I will do my best to look at it and interrupt Randall when he's talk when he's talking and ouch and then we'll see what we can learn okay by the way also while he's doing that let me just say if you don't mind following us uh on bible news radio everywhere we're on facebook instagram twitter all at bible news radio you can also join my text message list which is really where i really want you to be um and text bible news to 33222 we'll put that up later for you okay so you can you can get on my text message list. Tell a friend, you know, say, hey, you know, this show is really super interesting. You should watch it. Yeah, you should. And then, you know, you can send people email. You can say, hey, go watch this show. You really should watch it. And then put a period and then say, yeah, you should. See, it's just a double emphasis. See, you're telling them what to do and then you're affirming that they should do it. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm trying to brainwash you. Yeah, I am. See? See how I did that? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you are right now. You're getting sleepy. Yeah, you are. Pretty soon you're going to cluck like a chicken. Yeah, you are. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do any of that. <laughs> I actually... Hey, Marty came in. Hi, Marty. Okay, so anyway, so here's the thing. People people are like, what the heck are you... What's wrong with you? <laughs> lots of things that's what randall always says (laughs) about about myself not about you that's actually true but she'll she'll ask what's wrong with you and i say lots of things (laughs) how much time do you have well the other thing that's funny though is i've called up pretty much all my core audience which didn't take very long (laughs) and one of the things that you guys have said to me is that you love my sense of humor that you know that that I laugh at myself because I think I'm funny, which in turn makes you laugh. But the truth is, is I am funny <laughs> and mildly humble as well. Okay. Anyway, do you want to, do you want to? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Should we get this show on the road? Yes, we shall. Cause it took 13 minutes after the show started. Wow. That went by quick. Yeah, it did. Well, you make the time fun. I know I do. And when you're having fun, time flies. Yeah, it does. <laughs> All right. Well, the the Bible is the only book that comes with its author. So, you know, if you have a chance to talk to the author about their book and, you know, what they mean in it and, you know, what was, you know, intended, heck, do it. And so with any book and and the author, the overall author of scripture is always present. Prayer away. So let's ask him for insight. Father God, you are worthy of every glory, honor, blessing, power, praise. Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And we are privileged, Lord, to have this, thy word, uh, in our own native language, which you preserved throughout the ages and had translated and, Lord, even given us original languages that we might understand more fully. But most of all, we have your Holy Spirit. Uh, who leads us into all truth. We therefore ask that uh, you, Lord, be the teacher in this time. 
uh, we offer ourselves and this time for you to use as you will. Illumine us, Lord God, that we might receive all that you have for us. This time is yours for you to use as you will for our good, your glory. We ask it in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah. Amen, people. All right. Even dogs become the Bible study. Okay. All right. So Dog Grover is going to be my Bible study partner. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, you are. Hey, you, you love God's word, don't you, huh? Are you are you saved yet? Have you been baptized? Just curious. <laughs> All right. So let's begin in Second First Peter chapter two. And you you want to begin in verse four though? Well, we talked about verse four and five. We just want to read that and kind of concentrate on verse six and following. Okay, I'm going to read verse four through twelve because that's where it separates in my in my Bible. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, and coming to him, referring to Jesus, as to a living stone rejected by men. You scrolled up. I'm before. sorry. <laughs> I'm Go I'm slower. I'm reading the screen that you have right. Okay. okay. All right, people. Here we go. All right. So let me start over. And coming to him as to a living stone rejected by men, but choice and precious in the sight of God, you also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacri sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For this is contained in scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him shall not be disappointed. This precious value then is for you who believe, but for those who disbelieve, the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, for they stumble because they are disobedient to the word, and to this doom they were also appointed. But you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers to abstain from fleshly lusts, which wage war against the soul. <laughs> you took the you, oh <laughs> it's still on the live monitor okay but okay all right hold on i gotta find it because over there was this, okay <laughs> uh which wage war against Saul? there it is okay keep keep your <laughs> behavior excellent among the gentiles so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers they may on account of your good deeds as they observe them, glorify God in the day of visitation. So there you go, people. So I was trying to cue up the next shot so that as you got to the, yeah. I know, but you, whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's the same size in the preview monitor as the live monitor, so I don't know. Why? Either way, I should probably be wearing my glasses to read because I look like, I look, <laughs> I look at the, the replay and it's like this. I'm like squinching, trying to see. It's like, what? I can't see it. No, anyway. Hey, Sylvia Sue Lynn is in the house. Wait, who else just joined? Okay, it's Marty, Susie, it's Sylvia. And okay, all right, cool. You guys, I don't, if you, you can say hi if you want. Periscope looks like it's connecting and disconnecting and trying to reconnect. Hmm. That's okay. All right, so where, where do you want to begin? Well, this is a quick review of verses 4 and 5. You know, we, we talked about the whole concept that as we read in, you know, chapter 1, verse 1, that Peter's writing to the elect who are dispersed amongst the Mediterranean world and that, you know, they've been persecuted and basically driven out. Of wait, 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 hold on. Sorry. Gina said hi over on YouTube. Now Sorry, you guys don't. Uh, yeah, she just said hi, Gina. If you're still there, say hi again, just so I can know that you're actually still there and you saw this. Uh, don't anyway, do that. hold on. What? Oh. There's something going <laughs> freaky here. 
Gina is the only one, however, who can say hi, sister, to me, and it's actually legitimate because she is my sister. She's my big sister. Yeah, she is. My dad married her mom many years ago, and um, and anyway, it's super cool. See how many of you knew actually knew I had a sister, huh? You probably didn't know that, did you? But now you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this is uh, going to be difficult. Ever since I started trying to capture comments with yeah. Chrome. It didn't work. And I had to do some gymnastics for it to, to capture the Chrome window. Uh-huh. Now the web is capturing whatever web browser is open. Ugh. And so that's well, going to be Well, don't diff- let it distract you. All right. It's, it's, it will because I've got my notes. Gotcha. Else, you know, in another web browser window. Well, maybe you can print your notes up. Maybe I could. Then or that way. Or maybe I could... Uh, Go ahead and open up WordPad here, and then post my notes in there, and then close this window that I've got open for the, uh, yeah, let's do that. Sean says wing it. Yeah, all right. Okay, all right, so let's see. This is live production, people. Yeah. Got to be ready for surprises. Conk says this is an opportunity extended to all people. Yes, Actually, the gospel is. It really is. We're going to talk about that, Mm -hmm. actually. All right, Bareface, go for it. All right, but going back to... That's that's capturing the the screen rather than... I mean, the whole monitor rather than the browser. Just out of curiosity, while he's figuring that out. Go ahead. I am curious. What version do you guys read in the Bible? I read the New American Standard. And the reason I read the New American Standard Version is because when I first was a Christian, that was the version that the pastor at the church um, I went to used. And it was actually pretty popular in the 80s. Now the New American Standard isn't used very often, which is really sad because it's one of the better translations out there. Um, Okay, so there says King King, KJV and New King James Version too. Big, okay. Hi, Gina. I love you. You know that, right? All right. Big All right, well, NIV. Okay. I have five different versions, but I read the NJJV. Okay. NKJV and KJV. I read the New King, King James Version as well. I also read some other versions. I don't read the NIV. I used to, but... And New King James Version? Okay. And Randall, you read the King James Version 3? Is that uh, what it's called? Um. Okay. Hold on, I'm I'm not good at multitasking. You here. see how I'm I'm yeah. directing the conversation, people. Hmm? Appreciate it. Professional um, broadcasters know how to do that. Yes. <laughs> uh, KJ three primarily. Or amplified. I like I love the amplified version myself. KG three primarily yeah. for its translation is very little translation, but mm-hmm. since it's modern English, it doesn't preserve singular and plural, second person. As the old King James does, so often I go back to the old King James, so I know whether the yous are actually these or whether they're yous, these are yees, thous are yous. Right. And uh, because it's really important sometimes to understand a verse, whether it's addressed to an individual or a group. And then, of course, you know, to get greater understanding, I always like to go back to the original languages, so... So it's interesting to me that most of our viewers have you read the New King James Version. Yeah, very, very good. Very good mm-hmm. literal translation. I, I think and, so. And, and, and if I didn't read the New American Standard, actually, that's what I would read. And and the New King James is translated from the Textus Receptus or the Received Texts um, mm-hmm. as far as the New Testament. Well, see, I like the, New Ameri- some... I like the New American Standard, though, because... It's very. It's a literal translation as well. Indeed, but it uses the uh, the untextus receptus. Right, this uh, the regular receptus test. <laughs> the, the Nestle Ungerman text, which comes from well, you Codex Sinaiticus and Codex Vaticanus. I I have to tell you that there's you, two. Check this out. Okay, first of all, good. I want to show you inside my Bible. See that? Stacy Lynn Harp 
was presented this Bible from Randall Kevin Harp yeah. on my 30th birthday, which was 20 years ago. Mm. You're the one that gave me this Bible, just so you know. Mainly because of what it is. <laughs> well, it's because it has the the Hebrew and Greek yeah. uh, in it. And right. yeah, anyway. Anyway. Let's get into God's word though, okay? Yeah, back to... Okay. Yeah, the the window thing isn't working, so I just got to grab the whole screen here. But, all right, by way of review, you know, it's to the elect that were dispersed. So these, the audience is the believing Jews who were, through persecution, um, driven out of their homeland into all sort of the Mediterranean world, Asia Minor there and, uh, and Southern Europe. And and so they're feeling like outcasts, and he's basically saying, "Hey, rather than being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, you are the true Israel." As Paul writes in Romans chapter nine, not all Israel is of Israel, or something like that. That um, it's really those who hold to, you know, all the covenants up and including the the new covenant. Um, through Messiah, and instead of being the outcasts, you know, they no longer have the temple, mm -hmm. they don't have a temple, they don't have a priestly system, because they've been alienated from that, they've been pushed out from Jerusalem, where the temple is, where the sacrificial system is, and he's saying, hey, guess what, you're coming to him as a living stone, rejected by men, but choice and precious sight of God, you also are living stones, being up, built up as a spiritual house, who needs a, who needs a physical temple? The Holy Spirit departed from the from the temple way back in Jeremiah, you know, before the um, before the Babylonian conquest. If you go back and read that, anyway, and so you're a spiritual household. You're a holy priesthood. You don't need all that. Those folks who rejected Messiah, they're stuck. You're the ones who are really the the, the true Israel, if you were the true Jews. And so he has that encouragement. And you see in caps here in the New American Standard, but those are quotations from the Old Testament. Uh, Peter is really big at, uh, yep. at, at quoting the Old Testament uh, throughout here. So, um, you know, they're not offering up lambs and stuff like that, but they're offering up spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. That's why they're acceptable um and and then he you know gives the um from um okay mister you want to get down now baby say goodbye to everybody say bye baby bye i'm gonna go sit on the floor now like a good little bubba okay so the 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 quote here this is from isaiah uh 28 verse 16 which basically says that, you know, therefore is that thus saith the Lord, even the Lord, behold, I lay for the foundation of Zion a costly stone, a choice, a cornerstone, a precious stone for its foundations. And he that believes on him shall be by no means, him, believes on him shall be by no means ashamed or something like that. By no means be ashamed or however you want to translate the Hebrew. But, um, so you're not the outcast, instead just the opposite. Uh, God laid down a, a cornerstone, who is Messiah, you know, who believes in him, it's interesting, Isaiah 28, 16 says, not on it, but the chief cornerstone is a him, a costly stone, cornerstone, a precious stone for its foundation, the foundation of Zion. It's not a literal stone. I mean, that was laid a long time ago for the, for the city of Jerusalem, but no, this is a, this is a, a costly stone. This is a foundation for Zion, real Zion. Um, and, he, and he that believes on him, so speaking of the Messiah, so they are a fulfillment of that. They don't need to be concerned with the physical Jerusalem and environs that they've been pushed out from they've been um what's the word uh, driven out from uh, but they've got the real cornerstone and they're part of the real house it, of... 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting, too. I'm glad that you brought that up because when it when the word references God and believing on him, um, I it's personal. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many world religions that they have, you know, this idea that, you know, they have to follow or do something, but who are they doing it for? Yeah. You know, here God tells us, you know what, there you are, you know, and so... I think that's I think that's cool. Just thought I'd point that out. And then this continued different different differentiation, man. Don't know why I couldn't get that out of my mouth. This continued differentiation between the believing Jews and the non-believing Jews. You know, this precious value then is for you who believe. But for those who disbelieve, who have rejected Messiah, the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone. Um, they, and that's from uh, Psalm 118. Um, yeah, Psalm 118, verse 228. And, you know, they, they rejected him. And so yours, you have the inheritance. You've got the precious value. You have Messiah. You have Christ. You who believe. But those who disbelieve, Hey, they rejected him. He's become the very cornerstone. He's become the foundation that God is building his kingdom on. They are the ones missing out. Yeah, you've been driven from your homeland, your pilgrim sojourners, and you're getting flack on every side from Jews and Gentiles, and it seems like things are going really bad. But no, you're, you're not the rejects. You're not the outcast. Exactly the opposite. Because you've chosen to believe in the promised Messiah, and they reject him, they are the outcasts, they're the rejects, they're the ones who don't have favor with God. You're the ones who are in God's plan. And again, from uh, Isaiah, or Yeshua, if you want to get Hebrew honest, uh, Yeshua, chapter 8, verse 14, this quote, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. Well, and he goes on to provide his own commentary, even though, you know, on the Isaiah uh, verse, he says, For they stumbled because they are disobedient to the word, and to this doom they were also appointed, rather than becoming a, um, you know, a foundation stone, it's a stumbling stone, because they didn't, Messiah didn't come in the way that they wanted him to. Hmm. And so instead of, receiving him and building their lives upon him um they rejected him and they're tripping over him um they're stumbling instead of going on it's become a stum he's become a stumbling block to them and a rock of offense because they yeah <laughs> you can read uh you know rabbinical literature from you know millennia ago you can read it today and hear the commentary, and just just from non-believing Jews, how it's been passed to them, passed down to them, uh, as they often say in Yiddish, uh, you know that uh, Yeshua or Yeshua is it Meshuga? He's he's crazy. Have, he was a crazy man. Do you have Arnold's notes on this? No, I do not. Let me read what he wrote. Okay, please do. Because it's it's right in line with what you're saying. Oh. So, Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum, who is who is the founder of Ariel Ministries. Uh, and whose notes I'm using <laughs> in part. Um, he wrote here in verse 8, Peter quotes from Isaiah 8, 14, which is what you just said. He describes the stone, and that's capitalized in two senses. First, this stone of stumbling is a stone which one steps upon accidentally and injures himself. But secondly, uh, it is also a rock of offense, a trap set to trip up someone, which in turn causes a large boulder to fall and kill him. The application is in verse 8b, the non-remnant stumbled. Mm -hmm. The means of their stumbling was by being disobedient to the word. Furthermore, they were appointed to this. The Greek word for appointed means to be destined. Hence, those who reject the word are destined to stumble at the stone and be crushed by the rock. This This is a reference to the AD 70 judgment, which you may want to address. Yeah, and just, um, I'm looking at a different translation of Isaiah 8.14 here, and it speaks to that that uh, rock of offense. Mm-hmm. 
the Brenton translation of the Old Testament says, And if thou shalt trust in him, he shall be to thee for a sanctuary, and ye shall not come against him as against a stumbling stone, neither as against the falling of a rock. But the houses of Yaakov, or Jacob, are in a snare, and the dwellers in Jerusalem in a pit. Speaking okay. of the trap, so, Rick, so the... Rick said here, over on YouTube, Now you're speaking my language, me being a Jew for Jesus, and a little mishuglia myself. I don't know if that... Did I say that right? Probably not. <laughs> hey, I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. I'm Jewish. I'm this much Jewish. <laughs> right there. I own it, too. Uh, yeah, I do. I know. Everybody tells me I look Jewish. It cracks me up. Okay, go on. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, if if you're disobedient, you reject, then you're setting yourself up to, you know, as against the falling of a rock, that trip stone, that, that's they fall on you. And notice um, the rest that Peter doesn't quote there. He says, but the houses of Yaakov or Jacob are in a snare, same idea, and the dwellers in Jerusalem in a pit. Not you sojourners, not you pilgrims who have been driven out because of your belief. You're you're fine. You're good with God because you've received Messiah. But those, but those back in Jerusalem, they're in a pit. It's, they've fallen into a trap basically because of their rejection. So, verse nine. Um, uh, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people, but now are the people of God, and had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Um, and I see here Peter continuing to go on with his encouragement that you're not the outcast, you're not the rejects, yeah, it seems like that. Your circumstances, seeing as you've been driven out of your homeland, you're, you're, you're strangers in a strange land, you know, and having to eke out your living, and um, you're getting all this flack, both from Jews and Gentiles. It seems like you are the rejects. Mm -hmm. But he's saying, no, 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 just, just the opposite. Your circumstances may suggest otherwise, but when it comes to relationship with God, you're right. You're right on. It's the others that have. Yeah. And can I say something here, too? Sure. This verse um, is so misapplied. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. I have not. If it wasn't until I started understanding the, the context of Scripture in which it was written, right? Understanding the Hebrew roots, the Jewish roots of our faith, that I didn't understand. You know, I didn't understand this verse. You'll hear very popular pastors use this verse completely out of context in the sense that they actually apply verse nine where it says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession. They'll say that that applies to all Christians, but it doesn't. No, it clearly doesn't. A chosen race. That's the Jewish people, a royal priesthood. That's the Jewish. <laughs> that's the line of David, the. A holy nation, that's Israel, just so you know. And a people for God's own possession. Again, it's the Jews, it's Israel, it's the remnant. Um, it's not the church as a whole. doesn't mean that we don't have the blessings, but in the context, Peter is writing of of the Jews. So. The, the remnant versus non-remnant. Right. The, the believers in Yeshua versus the non-believers. Those yeah. who accepted him versus those who rejected him. So, and actually also too, I mean, if you guys want to write some notes down, I know some of you might be taking notes. I can give you some verses that actually verify this. So, um, an elect race is based on Isaiah 43.20, which I don't know, Randall, if you want to pull that up or not, but, um, but Isaiah 43.20. Uh, secondly, they are royal priesthood. This is based on Hebrews chapter 7, verses 1 through 28. They're a holy nation, which is based on Exodus 19.6. And they're a people for God's own possession, which is based on Deuteronomy 7.6, Deuteronomy 14.2, Deuteronomy 26.18, Isaiah 43.21, and Malachi 3.17. And I'm sure there's other verses there too, but... Yeah, I'd like to read Exodus 19, verses 5 and 6. Cool. And now, if ye... 
I love them. I'm looking at them. <laughs> Old English, so we know it's spoken to group. It's plural. And now, if ye will indeed hear my voice and keep my covenant, ye shall be to me a peculiar people above all nations. For the whole earth is mine, and ye shall be to me a royal priesthood and a holy nation. These words shalt thou speak to the children of Israel. That's what God go. instructed Moses to tell them. Now notice, you know, the, the promise that was given through Moshe or Moses is conditional. He says, if, if ye will indeed hear my voice and keep my covenant. Again, not by birth, but by obedience. The children of Israel become a royal priesthood and a holy nation uh, through that obedience. And Kepha, Peter, uh, once again is reminding this dispersed mess, these dispersed Messianic Jews that it's not uh, they who are alienated uh, from the commonwealth of Israel, but those Jews uh, that did not heed the voice of God nor keep his covenant were the ones alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's important, that condition back in Exodus chapter 19, if ye indeed hear my voice and keep my covenant. And when I read that, if ye hear my voice, I it made me immediately think of the voice of God in, in the New Testament, affirming the identity of Yeshua as Messiah. Mm. I'm just going to throw out some verses to you. Don't have to look them up, but uh, Matthew three seventeen, Matthew seventeen five, Mark one eleven, Mark nine seven, Luke three twenty two, Luke nine thirty five, um, and and all of these record two events, but different take on the two events from the gospel writers, and that's at, at the baptism of Yeshua. When the voice came from heaven, said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Um, and then also on the Mount of Transfiguration, which, which Peter alludes to. Um, I guess it's in his second epistle. Yeah. Um, anyway, that said, This is my beloved Son, whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. Speaking to those apostles who were there on the mountain. Listen to him was the voice from heaven. Um, so the the condition, if you indeed hear my voice, and what was his voice saying? Listen to Yeshua, this is my beloved son, hear him, and keep my covenant. Of course, what was the last covenant of all covenants? The new covenant, the new testament that was prophesied in Jeremiah. Um yeah. Which was chapter 31. Sealed in his blood. Verses 33 through 34. Yeah. You know, our, our time is going by so fast, well, which we should say thank you to our sponsor for. That's, that's a good idea. Why, <laughs> which, don't, you, uh, which why is, don't you do that? Okay. I'm going to thank our sponsor. Thank you. Thank you, Ariel Ministries, for being our sponsor. And you guys, if you have the money and you're able to go up to Camp Shoshana, it starts next month. This is awesome. It's in the Adirondack Mountains in upstate New York. Uh, this is an awesome, awesome, it, like I said, if I was filthy rich, man, I would be up there for sure. Um, July 7th through August 30th, uh, they have a whole course of things up there. It's, it's camp for people who really want to know God's word and super great Bible teachers. You can go to campshoshana.com. And if you can't know how to spell that, then just go to ariel.org and you'll be able to find it. Click through there, you know, and, uh, and do it. Okay. All right, and don't forget also, I encourage you, if you like this, what we're doing, then by all means, go over to ariel.org, look up First Peter, and buy the notes that Arnold has done. He has the, the 50, it's a 50-page 50 PDF of First Peter. He goes by it um, verse by verse, and then if you get the MP3, it's, I, I think there's like 15 MP3s in there. They're like 15 minutes long, because he, this used to be a radio show for him years ago, Um Two, those two things, the 50-page PDF and the MP3s, $4.80. That's it when you use the coupon code Bible News. Under 5 bucks. Well worth it for all the hours that Dr. Arnold put this together. 
uh, for sure. So I would encourage you to do it. get a second Peter too while you're at it because I think we're going to be doing that book right after we finish this one in a little bit. Um, also, if you want to become a pillar of our community, we could always use the the support and we appreciate those of you who already do give to us but you can go over to biblenewsradio.com forward slash give and donate online with a credit card paypal uh or if you want to mail us a check or cash you can do that as well the address is right there on our page uh you can do that all the money that you send us literally goes back into what we do here i mean we have lots of expenses like internet and you know phone and lights and all that we broadcast out of our house um, so thank you for all of you guys who do that. And of course, I have been telling you all month that this is my one year anniversary in Legal Shield as a lady of justice. And so if you sign up this month with, uh, with a membership, a Legal Shield or identity theft membership or both, then, um, then, um, I will give you 24% off your first month membership. I will give that back to you, which basically it's a good deal. Trust me. <laughs> Uh, so go to bit.ly forward slash LOJ 2019. You can learn more or actually I prefer if you just actually contact me directly, just text me, call me, send me a message, just say, Hey, I want to sign up. I'm ready to get this protection for me and my family. Get your will done. Uh, you know, in fact, I had a question today. I did a, um, I did a three-way call last night with, with my friend Zach and, um, that three-way call resulted in the people I was on the call with telling their brother about it. And I talked to him this afternoon. He had a good question. And I thought, you know what? This is a good question to throw out. Some people are saying, well, where is the law firm in my area? Well, here's the thing, you know, and I, am I going to have to go down to that law firm if I live far away to get my will done? The answer is no. <laughs> Everything is done through the mail or the internet. Uh, and it's awesome. I mean, Randall and I, we, we actually got our wills done. So, um, I've gone through the experience. It's a piece of cake. You save yourself thousands of dollars when you get your will, your advanced directive, your power of attorney, all of those things need to be done. It's included in our service for 25 bucks a month. So don't, uh, don't delay. And, uh, those of you who are, who all, who are already our members, try not to slur my words. Uh, thank you for uh, becoming a member and by all means, use your membership, use your member perks, download the apps on your phone, uh, make sure that you're utilizing the power in the palm of your hand because that's what it's there for. And, uh, and, you know, tell people about it, refer people to me. In fact, if you refer somebody to me and they sign up, I will give you, I will give you a special gift for that as well. Uh, Cause you know what? Word of mouth is the best way to learn from somebody and to get a good referral. So you guys do that. Uh, I will, I will reward you with something. I don't know what yet, but I will, I promise. <laughs> so there's that. All right. So back to Bareface. Or back to us. Back to us. Yeah, it right. is back to us in the future. I look, you know, I'm no longer using a light on me. So it's kind of funny. Do I look darker? Cause I still, I still feel like I look super white compared to you. Not, not as washed out as were with the lights but we'll do something about the lighting here anyway it's because of the sunlight yeah yeah anyway so so that uh verse nine basically all of that uh most of verse nine there at least the royal priesthood holy nation god's own possession um that's from um Exodus chapter 19. Mm -hmm. And then the second part, for you were once not a people, but now you are the people of God, uh, had not received mercy, but now I have obtained mercy. Of course, and then NAS all caps, so we know it's a quotation from the Old Testament. And it says actu actually... Wait, wait, wait. What? So... Uh, so Green Eyes, Jeannie says, I wish I could go to camp. You know what, Jeannie, before you don't think you can, uh, you know, if you're serious about that, Ariel does offer scholarships. They may be able to pay your way. You just got to get in touch with them. And if you can cook. If you can cook, then they're actually looking for a, they're looking for a cook. They're hiring cooks. Yes, they to are. To cook at camp. You probably wouldn't be able to attend every single minute 
of the you know workshops and lectures because you'd spend some time cooking but no doubt you'd get some of the men um and get get paid to be at camp yeah so if, if you're, you're good at cooking for groups of people yeah so if you're serious just get in touch with me and i can give you some info uh, Danielle says that Randall is dark. Sylvia Sulin says I am luminescent. Mm-hmm. And Danielle asks if we are in Peter. Yes, we are. We're in First Peter, uh, chapter two, and we're right now looking at verse nine and ten. First Peter two nine and ten. All right. All right. Bareface. Guess we got a little bit of time still. Mm-hmm. All right. So this um, second part here uh, in verse ten. Uh, it comes from, it's a quotation from Hosea. And um, uh, Hosea, I'm just looking at uh, chapter 2, verse 23 from Hosea. says, And I will sow her unto me in the earth, and I will have mercy upon her that had not obtained mercy. And I will say to them which were not my people, Thou art my people. And they shall say, Thou art my God. Now, if you're familiar with the book of Hosea, uh, it's it's a real-life allegory. Uh, God uses Hosea to, to marry this lady of the night. Um, he marries her, and she proves to be unfaithful over and over again, and he retrieves her, brings her back. He has children by her. It's, anyway, I'm not going to give you a whole summary of the book of Hosea, but all through this real-life relationship that's going on god says this is my relationship with my people israel and um you know though they are disobedient and though they are adulterers adulteresses you know i'm gonna continue to love that love you know them go after them etc and so that's the context in which you know where that verse comes out of you know um her who would not obtain a mercy shall obtain mercy. And I will say to them, which were not my people, thou art my people, and they shall say, thou art my God. When when they notice that last part, that they shall say, thou art my God. Well, that wasn't the case with the non-believing Jews, those who had rejected Messiah. Um, so... That's why these people, like the repentant Gomer, the woman in Hosea, uh, these believing Jews are that. They were fit into that, the allegory there, the true life parallel, more of a parallel than an allegory. Anyway, it says, you were not a people, but now you're the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy because they have said, thou art my God. Um Anyway, uh, so verse 11. Beloved, I urge you as aliens and strangers, because they're pilgrims out there. They've been dispersed out of the Holy Land, uh, uh, or driven out of the Holy Land, uh, to abstain from fleshly lusts which were against the soul. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles. So we know he's not talking to Gentiles. Oh, this this um, next section is... the. Uh, talking about the conduct of jewish believers yeah among the gentiles so that in the thing in which they slander you as evildoers they may on account of your good deeds as they observe them glorify god in the day of visitation that is in the day of the lord's return um do you want to speak to this or that um the which verse? Which what are you talking about? Um, eleven. Are you saying eleven and to me? twelve? <laughs> uh, that's as far as we're going, right? I mean, I've yeah, got, I've got yeah. plenty to say, but I want to give you a chance to. You do? You want to give me a chance to talk on my show? God. Really? Okay. Yeah, I God. feel like I've, I've been. Kind of okay. Well. Hogging the bandwidth here. Well, I do want to go back though, just a couple of verses, just because. Okay. Um, I want to address what Arnold wrote about the church versus Israel. Okay. Um, because. Because it's important that you understand the, the distinction of it. Um, and so I'm just want to read what he wrote because I think it's, um, I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's important if I can find it again. <laughs> Where is it? Yeah, here it is. Okay. I just want to read you what Arnold wrote. He wrote this. He said, many teachers take these verses 
and apply them to the church as a whole, but that is an incorrect application, which I already said. Peter is writing specifically to Jewish believers. He is saying that Israel as a nation, Israel as a whole, has failed, but the Jewish believers have not failed. The church is not a race, okay? Remember that. <clears throat> it is composed of members of all different races, which for some reason some people fail to realize. The church is not a nation. Um, it is composed of individuals from every nation. Uh, in fact, the church is referred to in Romans ten nineteen as no nation. The church is not a race, but Jewish believers are a race, and they comprise the Israel of God. So again, these verses are dealing with the position and status of Jewish believers in contrast to Jewish unbelievers. Um, and I just think that's important to to remember because because there's so much bad teaching out there right now about this, you know, and there's such an anti-Semitism is, is rampant and it's, it's increasing and it's growing and uh, people, there's a reason the, the Jews were persecuted. And so I think Peter you know, reiterating this point to the Jewish believers of that day and us now is very important and it's not to be um, overlooked. I mean, we really need to pay attention to it because it, it's it's appropriate for now as it was then. And it means the meaning is a lot more clear and a lot more rich understanding, yeah. <laughs> you know, what the differentiation is. It's not between the church and the world. It's between Jewish believers and non-believers non-believing jews i mean it's just it just makes so much more sense and um anyway so you know it says i urge you as aliens and strangers they're out there you know you know strangers in a strange land uh to abstain from freshly lust you know the fleshly lust yeah which war against the soul keep their behavior excellent among the gentiles Again, of, which is an indicator right, that right. it's not the the church right. that he's talking about. Right. So, um, <clears throat> so the wandering Jew, you know, it's it's like a it's like a cliche, you know, wandering Jews because right. they have been they've been driven out from place to place. You know, the wandering Jew has long been persecuted throughout history, and from ancient Egypt going back, you know, to the Exodus uh, to first century Rome. Remember in Acts chapter 18? Okay, but, but okay, back up though. Why has the Jew been persecuted throughout history? It's because Jesus came through the lineage. Right. And it's because of Christ. That's ultimately why the Jews have been persecuted. So yeah, we've got to understand why God's they've been persecuted. God's chosen people are persecuted. Not chosen because they're special, but special because they're chosen. Right. Yeah. But that's why they've been persecuted. Because yeah. when you really look at... at at persecution as a whole, it is the Jews. Why does why do people hate Israel? Because it's God's chosen people, and because the Messiah came through it. And if the Messiah didn't exist, and there wasn't this cosmic war going on, why would there be this big issue? Yeah, just saying. I mean, think about it. If Israel didn't exist, the Jews didn't exist. What would be going on? It would be some other person or group that God picked that would be the persecuted, right. but. But we know it's the Jew because that's what he said. Yeah, so from ancient Egypt through yeah. first century Rome, uh, Acts 18, you know, uh, Priscilla and Aquila, they'd been kicked out of Rome uh, as Jews. Right. Because the emperor said all Jews out of Rome. Anyway, uh, you know, in the modern day world, we've got the same thing going on. Uh, believing Jews were even subject to, to more persecution because it was from their own kinsmen as well, you know, the non-believing Jews. Your own kinsman, according to the flesh, as Paul would say, um, mm -hmm. and with the uh, pros well, with the uh, propensity, I can talk, you know, of of many Gentiles to be suspicious and envious of Jews. I mean, look at in Nazi Germany, and we could name several other times in history. It was it was paramount for Jewish believers to conduct themselves above reproach it's like hey people are already looking at you with suspicion and envy don't give them don't give them fodder for you know the to, to find cause against you um well and don't forget i mean as as peter referred to these guys as sojourners and pilgrims which means a couple of things it means that number one they have no rights or legal status where they're at cause, right because they're actually 
pilgrims, right? Yeah. And um, strangers means, in a strange land, right? And they're temporary residents just passing through. Now we might all say that up here, you know, yeah. as believers, that actually would apply. But in this context, that's that's what it applies to. Yeah, uh, the Jews, the non-remnant. Yeah, um, or the remnant rather. Yeah, just just to briefly extend this to the church. You know, was it Romans one sixteen? Paul says, "I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the." Is that why you named the title "I'm not ashamed" just because of that verse right now? No, no, oh, okay. I named it because of <laughs> the, the chief cornerstone. You know, and you know about the stone of stumbling, and you never going back up to like verse six or whatever talks about never being ashamed. Okay. Um, what right. was it? Um, well, it said never be disappointed or depend on the translation. He believes in him will never be ashamed. Okay. Uh, verse six. That's where I came up. But I was, okay. but I was thinking now that is it Romans one sixteen that Paul says I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, but it's salvation. It's the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. I believe so. Let me double to, check. To to the Jew first, and also to the Gentile. Yep. Yep. Romans one sixteen, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Yeah, Greek. A.K.A. Gentile. Gentile. Right. So to the Jew first, you know, it's salvation is of the Jews and to the Jews as as the, you know, to them were committed the oracles of God, but that doesn't exclude Gentile men were a minute past the hour. Uh, Rick, Rick is saying on YouTube, he said, uh, on a side note, I came to Christ as a teenager and I had an aunt that was a Hebrew teacher that tried to talk me out of it. Hmm. There you go. So you had oh. an unbelieving, uh, was she Jew? Yeah, she was a Jewish well, aunt. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, and and that, of course, speaks to the spiritual blindness of the Jews. And, and that's like a whole nother Bible study and Romans and stuff. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So as way of extension to an application to us who are primarily Gentile, even though we may be. A hey, little bit. I have Jewish blood, man. So do I. Yeah, I do. So yeah, I do too. I know we're um, both half <laughs> Jews. Yeah, we are. Not about half. Okay, we're percentage. If we add your two percent with my one percent, we're three percent. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Anyway, <laughs> that we're so, speculating, but at least according to my DNA. So by extension, I think there's a lesson for us too as believers in Messiah Yeshua. Mm-hmm. That we should conduct ourselves as sojourners on this earth. I mean, they were sojourners in the you know, Mediterranean world that wasn't their home because they'd been driven out of their homeland. But we're sojourners on this earth, you know, being in the world but not of it. Jeannie married to you. Oh, cool. There you go. Uh, you know, so we need to conduct ourselves as sojourners on this earth, not to damage nor invalidate our witness. You know, there, there's plenty of scoffers and skeptics out there that are already looking for ways to d discredit our faith. So we need not to give them, you know, cause or valid evidence to dismiss us as hypocrites or whatever. You know, so hopefully we, may we be careful to only build with, you know, precious stones and metals and stuff on the foundation which has been laid by Messiah. Um, alluding to First uh, Corinthians chapter 3, you know, no foundation can be laid than that which is laid, which is, you know... Christ Jesus, and be careful how you build on that. So okay, so next week we should probably continue start in verse eleven. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and write a note right now. That way we know this. Okay, we're going to go ahead and put. Uh, let's see here, First Peter, chapter two, verse eleven is where we'll start next week. All right, so you guys like this? Did you get something out of it? As we end here, you can throw us your comments and questions or whatever. Uh, is this a nice break from the, um, from the, uh, you know, the break of news, which, you know, so fun to talk about the news and get outraged, but you know what news is the best is the good news people. Yeah, it is. This is the newspaper that you want to be reading. It's, you know, it's thick though, but that's okay. You have your whole life to read it. So you could. Read a page a day and you'll get through it, okay, if you want. All right, so tomorrow, I don't think I have a guest, although I did. Do I? No, I don't.
don't, not that I know of. All right, Diane says, yes, I love the Bible studies. Good. Glad to hear it. All right, people. Well, you know, this is pretty good. You know, on, on YouTube, we had five people watching almost the whole time. Now there's only three. So that's cool. Most of you stayed for it. And most of you stayed here that came in for our normal study here on Periscope. And I don't know who's on Twitch. Somebody just left, so we're down to one. But I asked who was that there. Was me, I... That was me that left because okay, I there's... was watching it before. Okay, there's somebody else, but okay. didn't have not identified themselves. Uh, the unidentified person. Yeah, you are. All right, people. Well, thank you for joining us. I hope that the rest of your evening goes well. If you happen to be one of my Ladies of Justice people or you want to learn more about Legal Shield Ladies of Justice, there is a Zoom call tonight at 7 p.m. You can get in touch with me if you want the link for it. Uh, and um, we will see you tomorrow, Lord willing. Same time, same place, right here on Bible News Radio. Remember, be bold, people. Stand up. Yeah, stand up. Go ahead. <laughs> and go with God because he loves you. <laughs>